Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome to Faith in the Zone, a show about sports and faith, how the two come together and lives being touched. Right now, discover how people in sports walk in faith with host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on 1250 AM, The Fan. Covered me. Welcome to Faith in the Zone on 1250 AM, The Fan. I am Mike and again, flying solo this week. Pastor Ken Keltner is going to be back someday. You know, with COVID, they don't let uh, they don't let non-employees into the building. And I miss having Pastor Ken Keltner. He'd love today's show. Because you know how much he talks smack that he can still hit a jumper from the corner. Whatever. You know he can't. He wants me to get in the gap and kick him the ball. I look him off anytime we play together. And the guy we're talking to today, we can talk a little basketball with. He is Pastor Greg Hendricks from Rock Church in Southern California. You can follow him on Twitter at uh, G-H-E-N Hoops. G-H-E-N Hoops. And you can go to their website. We're going to talk about their website. We're going to talk about a number of things with Pastor Greg. It, uh, it is sdrock.com is the church where he is at. Greg Hendricks, Greg Hendricks how are you doing today, sir? Doing good, my brother. How are you? Man, I am doing good. You know, I, I keep talking to guys that play football and baseball and, you know, hockey guys. I like having a basketball guy on. That, uh, man, I coached, on. A, coached a long time. And, and don't you bring that weak stuff from Southern Cal up to, to Wisconsin now. We'll play outdoor today. It's 45 <laughs> degrees and windy. Just exactly what I need to still stay with you. Pastor, hey, I'm ready in season, out of season. Man, Let's get it. Come on now. You can't bring that stuff from Southern Cal up to this blistery Wisconsin. Like I said, man, it's what mid-October, end of October, and it's a little windy, a little cold, and there's still guys that, you know, taking their shirt off and playing golf, man. We're a tough breed up here, Pastor. Yeah, you guys are going to take the, the, the polar plunge where you're jumping into the, the ice. I, I know all about what's going on in the mill town. I know what's going on in the mill town, but I still come out there and give you 50. Man, you know what? Well, you better you better pass me the ball once in a while. I'll tell you that. <laughs> don't keep looking me off, and don't yell at me because I can't play defensive rebound anymore. I'll tell you that. Hey, Pastor, let's talk a little bit about where you grew up and, and how you ended up getting to Morehead State and playing Division One and playing professionally, but I want to kind of focus us a little bit on on where you grew up and and when you started playing basketball and I know that uh, you you played some other sports uh, growing up but I want to kind of focus on basketball if we can. 
Yeah, absolutely, man. I grew up here in uh, San Diego, California, Southern Cal, as you referred to. And, um, you know, basketball essentially wasn't my first love. It was actually skateboarding. I, I was going to skate, and um, I played baseball, and I was skateboarding. And then one day uh, I was supposed to pitch, and I was on my way. I thought I was on my way to be this, uh, you know, really great pitcher. And I was riding my skateboard down a hill and hit hit one of those little cracks. And I flew uh, face first into the concrete, broke my collarbone. I was like, well, there goes my baseball career. You know, I, I, I had to shift a little bit. And then that's when I started picking up basketball. And there was a little park recreation down the street from my house. And I would walk over there all the time. And I just kind of fell in love with the game, the competitiveness. And then, you know, that's where a lot of my friends were anyway. So any excuse for me to get out the house, be with my friends, um, that that was my safe haven. And so I, I just fell in love with the game, man. And I started to see that in that love that it was also going to be an opportunity for me to potentially go to school, potentially to do something with my life. And I just felt like hey, this is the track that 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 uh, I was going to be on as a young kid. Hey, uh, Pat, Pastor, so all the research I did, you know, they talk about you as a, as a player. And, you know, by the third paragraph, they talk about you as as an unbelievable shooter, a sharpshooter, a three-point specialist, a, you know, guy that could fill it up from the outside. Was that part of your game early on, or is that something you developed? No, man, no, it actually wasn't. You know, I was actually, early on, I was taller than a lot of other kids, so they had me in the post. And, you know, and, and playing down low, getting rebounds. You know, I really just did anything just to be on the court because I hate be, I hated to be on the bench, you know. So whatever I could do to be on the court, if I'm going to be in there to rebound, and I'm going you know, to rebound. But as I started to um, develop a passion for the game, um, I found that you it's good to be on the floor, but then it's also good to bring strength in the form of scoring. So I learned how to shoot the ball, and I figured, you know what, I don't have to go inside and keep getting pounded every single time and, and taking a hit and falling to the ground, I could shoot it from the outside and hit that jumper. And, and, and I started thinking to myself, well, if I learn how to shoot the ball, then I can actually play longer right. as opposed to have to, you know, keep in there, get, getting pounded and fall to the ground and put a lot of wear and tear on my body. I learned that on early. So I, I really developed a passion on learning how to shoot. And, you know, that was actually one of my strengths. Um, so I was kind of more of a combo guard. Um, but I also, I honestly prefer to set set other people up and get them involved. But shooting just happened to be one of my my strengths when I was coming up. Hey, Pastor. So we have a lot of uh, parents and coaches that listen to the show here in Milwaukee, and then and then and it's getting to be throughout the country, which I'm really um, I, I'm very humbled and blessed by that. I'll get calls from a guy in Indiana saying, "Hey, we, I picked up your show because you had Coach Mike Lightfoot on, or I, uh, you know, yeah. here and there." And and so when when you talk about developing Developing that shot, and and I promise we'll get to your testimony. We'll get into the King James version and all the things we do here on Faith in the Zone. But is yeah. that something that that you then spent, you know, hours in a gym on a playground, just you know what, making sure you got a hundred, two hundred shots up a day, things like that? Yeah, I mean, it was it was a little combination of everything, you know. Quite honestly, I mean, because you know the wreck I went to, <laughs> the rims weren't essentially <laughs> how do I, how do I put it? They weren't essentially some of them were crooked some of them were bent you know I just I what I did do is I developed a passion to have a consistency about my passion and so I was passionate if I was going to be a good shooter I'd be consistent of shooting the ball whether it was on a bent rim whether it was on a chain uh, link net whether it was with no net there was a lot of no net in my day 
um, whether it was just on any hoop. I was just consistent of going to the court and shooting the ball, um, going to the court, dribbling the ball, going to the court, watching other players play, just kind of soaking up what they did wrong, what they did right, how I can incorporate that in my game. Just become, just to fall in love with the game. When you fall in love with the game, then all the things that come with that, the working out, the drills, the dribbling, all the stuff that you should do as a young aspiring player will come in tow, but you have to have a passion for it because at the end of the day, if you don't become a phenomenal shooter or a phenomenal dribbler or maybe maybe you don't get that scholarship or maybe you don't get the opportunity that you intend on having, the consistency and passion is something that you can develop, whether that's anything in life, whether Correct. it's a job, passion, passionate about being a father, passionate about being a great human being. If you de- develop that passion and that core value of what that looks like, that'll sustain you long-term for the rest of your life. No doubt. We're talking to Pastor Greg Hendricks. Again, he's a pastor at Rock Church in Southern California, and their their website is SDRock. SanDiegoRock.com. I was on that website quite a bit today, and and you know what? It's a really good website to get a lot of uh, information about what their mission statement is, what their beliefs are at this church, and it's bringing hope and restoration to San Diego and beyond since 2000. And later in the show, we're going to talk about how the church was was started and and how Pastor Hendricks got to the church. Um, Pastor, real quick, before we get to our first break, uh, so you grew up in Southern Cal, and then um, high school, obviously played pretty well in high school. Can you talk about how you ended up at Division One Moorhead State? Yeah, absolutely, man. I, I went to a school here in San Diego called Scripps Ranch High School and wasn't really heavily recruited out of high school. Had a few offers here and there, but the, I would say the strongest offer was actually at a Division Two uh, called Cal Poly Pomona, which is here in Southern California. And I ended up taking that uh, opportunity. I had m- one of my best friends on the team who I played with uh, the year prior to me graduating actually was at that same school. So there was some familiarity for me to go ahead and go there. And when I got there, I, one thing I found out very quickly is that nutrition, you know, and taking care of your body was really important. You know, granted, I played a lot. I played all the time. That was my conditioning. That was, you know, how I stayed in shape. But I didn't understand this. This is all prior to what what a lot of kids have access to now. They have access to everything, dribbling drills, YouTube, all of that stuff. And that stuff didn't exist when I was. And so, you know, I didn't understand the importance of taking care of your body, eating right, doing the right thing, uh, spending time in certain, you know, studying film, all that stuff. So when I got to college, this Division II, I found that, you know, I had a passion to play, but I wasn't quite ready. So I ended up having to redshirt my first year, which really threw me for loop. And I was actually, you know, kind of distraught by that. But what it did was allowed me to get into a space where I got in really good shape. I ate really well and I worked out really. I mean, I totally transformed my body. And so we would play pickup and a lot of guys from L.A. would come to our gym. We ended up having some of the best runs in that region. And I was actually playing really, really well to the point where they said, hey, we want to give you the starting job as a starting point guard for the team. And at that point, I was like, you know what? I've always had aspirations of playing Division One. You know what? I'm going to actually transfer and go to a junior college. And so back then, I don't know if the rule has changed, but they call it a 4-2-4. You go from a four-year university to a two-year university, which is a junior college, back to a four-year university with the opportunity to go back to a four-year university with the caveat that you had to get your associate's degree while you're at the two-year university. So I ended up transferring Mike and uh, – 
you know, and my game actually went to another level. I got a chance to really develop my body. Um, I got a chance to play a lot. I actually got my degree um, within one year. I finished it early, and I had a killer year. I mean, I was all conference. I was second team all state. Uh, my recruitment was going through the roof. You know, the Lakers at the time had their training camp at my junior college, so I got to, I got a chance to see uh, Shaq, Kobe, oh. Eldon Campbell, Eddie Jones, Nick Van Neck. So that whole starting five that made the all-star team was at my college. So I got to see them up close. I got a chance to meet Chick Hearn, Jerry West, you know, Kobe Bryant, rest in peace, you know. And so um, I got a chance to see basketball really up close. It was a really, really phenomenal thing. And then out of that, um, I ended up uh, getting a full-ride scholarship uh, to Moorhead State University. Wow. Um, all the way out there. I had a friend of mine who was at Cal Poly. Um, he ended up being out there as well. So I finished up my last two years at Moorhead State University Division One in the Ohio Valley Conference out there in uh, Moorhead, Kentucky. Man, that's good basketball there, Pastor. That's yeah. really good basketball in that conference. Oh, man, it's really good. You got uh, Murray State in that conference. I you know John Morant came out of Murray State. He's a freak, um, he's a know, freak you know. by the way. He's oh, an he's absolute freak. Man, yeah, oh, man. Yeah, and a, and a good kid, too, man. Like, he has good good morals about him. You know, I love the fact that he's, you know, really ingrained his, in his community. Um, I love the fact that he's a team-first guy, yeah. and he just happens to be, you know, ultra-talented. Um, and so, you know, that you got Murray State, and the conference has changed since I was in school there, but there's a lot of great players. Like Kenneth Fareed uh, came out of Moorhead State, rebounding monster yep. in the NBA, who yeah. was for a while. And um, so, you know, it's a really good conference, man. I learned a lot. My head coach was Kyle Macy, uh, who was an All-American at the University of Kentucky. Talk about shooter, you Oof. know, that guy. Yeah. That's what he was known for. I mean, he, he made a you know career in the NBA out of that. You know, he got a chance to play with Jordan. He played actually played in the game with the Boston Celtics against the Boston Celtics when Jordan dropped the 63 uh, against the Boston Celtics. He was actually in that game. Um, so, you know, I got a chance to be in, in basketball. You know, in Kentucky in general, basketball is like king out oh, there. So, you know, time. everybody's playing basketball. All the little kids playing basketball. It's just really, really cool experience, man. And so, I think the best part of that whole experience is that I got a chance to get my college degree out of that. You know, I was able to graduate. And for all the parents and all the listeners out there, all you aspiring young artists, uh, young athletes, I should say, I would encourage you is in in route to aspiring to your dream. Don't ever forget to complete your education. Amen. Like get get wisdom. Go to class. Listen, there's it's better to be in class. Go to class. Meet people. Integrate with people. Um, get to know personalities, but work on your game as well. But don't let, don't sacrifice one for the other. Because at the end of the day, when it's all said and done, and you're no longer playing sports, you having the characteristic and the trait of interacting with people will carry you more long term than you being able to dribble that basketball. There's no doubt. He is Pastor Greg Hendricks, Rock Church in Southern California. The mission of this church, our mission: save, equip, and send has been our heart and soul since day one of Rock Church. And we're going to talk a little bit with Pastor Hendricks about his testimony. I want to talk about this church, and I want to talk about this clothing line that he's part of. And I looked at this, and and trust me, KingdomCollectiveLife.com. You want to go to this, KingdomCollectiveLife.com. And we'll talk about it a little bit later in the show. But it has some really, really nice clothes and great 
Um, great messages on the front of these that, that I think when you go to this, uh, all of a sudden, Pastor, there's going to be a lot of orders out of uh, uh, this part of the state of Wisconsin. When they go to KingdomCollectiveLight.com, I think it's going to be pretty impressive because uh, it's just a really cool line of clothes that uh, I think people here would love. Again, we'll get to continue our conversation. Pastor Greg Hendricks, this is Faith in the Zone. On 1250 AM, The Fan. More now of Faith in the Zone, discovering people in sports and their walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Brookside Baptist Church. Back with host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on 1250 AM, The Fan. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on 1250 AM, The Fan. Again, I'm Mike McGivern, flying solo, looking forward to having Pastor Ken Keltner from Brookside Baptist Church back in studio with me one day, our special guest. Man, if you can hear what we talk about during the breaks here, man, I'm telling you, you know, when 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 you were talking Brian Clayton, who's a Milwaukee guy, played at West Dallas yep. Central, you know. My guy. Brian Clayton, I'm telling you, I know why you left Marquette. Clayton, I'm just telling you, but I ain't getting into it. I'm just telling you, you're going to, hey, you call me at the station. You call me on the phone. I'll tell you why you left. Hey, is, is, is he still coaching anywhere? No, he's not. I don't think he is. His son, man, is a really, really great baseball athlete, man. And his daughter's amazing as well. Um, and so he, I think he's really focusing in on his kids. Good and for really him. Getting them to the next level, man. So, yeah, but he's a. He's a phenomenal coach. I think he just really took a backseat to try to get his family uh, right and make sure that they're, you know, getting in the trajectory. In. But he's a phenomenal, phenomenal coach. Hey, he just, you know what? He just sent me a text said, you got to learn how to take a charge once in a while. I think that was Brian Clayton <laughs> saying that, just saying that to you, Pastor Greg Hendricks. <laughs> Pastor Greg is from the Rock Church in Southern California. And, uh, again, their mission at the Rock Church is our mission is to save, equip, and send has been our heart and soul since day one of the Rock Church. And again, bringing hope and restoration to San Diego and beyond since 2000. Hey, Pastor, let's talk about your testimony. And if we can ask it, it's my favorite segment and our favorite segment here on Faith and Zone because everybody's got a different story and a different testimony, and they just never get old for us to hear them. So if I can ask you for your testimony, sir. Yeah, absolutely, man. You know, I wasn't born and raised in the church at all, man. I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't raised in the church, I should say. And growing up, you know, it wasn't really necessarily a part of my home. Um, didn't understand, you know, any of the language. Didn't really, you know, read. I didn't read the Bible at all. Um, the only reference I had, my my grandmother, um, who has passed away, she she was uh, essentially taking me to a Catholic church. Uh, once in a while, but I no no grid for church whatsoever, and so um, you know playing basketball growing up, you know that was you know my lifestyle and what I did, and you know I I I grew up in a single parent home, you know I don't know my dad till this day, um, uh, but I know my heavenly father, um, thank God, and and it's brought me a lot of peace. But at the time, you know, a lot of my reference for certain things in my life, I didn't have any I didn't have any uh, examples for that. And so, uh, you know, playing throughout uh, junior college, going through college, going through the professional thing. My last year playing pro, um, you know, I had a, I, I 
I did some things and, and I came to a point where I just felt empty and it was my last year concluding and I knew that my, my career was basically coming to an end. I didn't necessarily have the passion to keep going, to do it, but I was, I was always thinking to myself, man, there has to be more than just, you know, hooping and playing sports. And, and so I remember coming back with my last year, I was playing professionally. I was in the Ukraine um, and I was uh, at a hotel in Ukraine called the Hotel Slavutich. And I just had an encounter with God, man. I remember flying back on the plane and I, they actually did a furlough at the job that I was working at prior to me going back overseas to play. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, I didn't get furloughed. So that was the grace of God. I didn't know what it was at the time, but that was the grace of God on my, my journey. So I got home. I still had my job and I was working overnight. And I remember at nighttime, um, I called one of my friends, and he was on his way to becoming a pastor, but he, he veered, and he, he actually decided not to become one. So I just started asking him questions about God. I just had a real deep curiosity for God. Now, granted, I started to read the Bible quite a bit, and I started to read God's Word, but it wasn't making sense to me. I just felt like I was just reading it, but I was not digesting it. Like, the Spirit of God was not coming into me. I was not... I was not you know, conforming and being transformed by what I was reading. I was just reading it. Right. And so I actually had, had to talk to him about it. And, you know, he was like, hey, man, you should check out this church in San Diego. It's called the Rock Church. And my boyfriend, he was in San Diego at the time. He's like, you should check it out, man. I think you like the pastor. His name is Pastor Miles McPherson. I was like, man, all right, man, I'll go online and check it out. You know, granted, I'm this is in the middle of the night, right. you know, so I'm working overnight. It's you just you basically you and yourself, you know, and I'm in the middle. I'm in a small town in Washington State University. I mean, in Washington State, um, called Cleveland, Washington. You know, it's very, very rural town, man. I'm talking about two thousand people. When I say it's like a town of one, it's a town of one everything. It's like <laughs> one store, <laughs> one stoplight, one gun, one sheriff one bullet, one black person. It's like, like a, a town of one of everything. You know what I'm saying? So I'm working at this place, and um, I was sitting there at night, and I went online, and I watched the service, and then I watched another service, and then I watched a third service, and they had them all archived. <clears throat> and uh, by the third service, God started to really speak to my heart, and he really just started working on me. Brandon, I ain't done a lot of bad stuff, man. I, I did a lot of stuff that I'm probably not proud of, like everybody else has probably done in their life. But at that moment, I the P Pastor Miles on the thing said, if you want to give your life to Jesus Christ, we'll give you an opportunity to do that. You know, he does a, a an altar call, essentially, and gives an invitation for those who want to receive Christ. So I just remember standing up in the middle of my job by myself. I'm crying. And there's this permeating light that comes into the room. And it was just really bright. You know, you know, sometimes you wake up and you go outside and it's just really bright. Yep. Kind of your eyes are trying to adjust. Like, it was like that type of light. I just couldn't really see. I just knew it was just like a permeating light. And I just felt like a, like a peace come over me. But then once that peace came over me, I felt like a purpose came within me. Like, okay, I know what I'm, I'm supposed to do. And so it was just, it was, it was supernatural is what it was. And so I gave my life to Jesus in the middle of the night to an online service to the church where I didn't know I was going to be at long term or where I'm at currently, you know, I just gave my life to service. So check this out. So in that moment, I heard a voice say, I want you to get on a plane and fly to San Diego. And I want you to meet this pastor. Oh. 
So I said, so I said, okay. So I actually booked my ticket that night for like two weeks later, right? I get home that day. The next morning, I get home that day after this whole thing happens, like, and I walk in, and granted, my wife, uh, her family, she didn't grow up in the church. She had no church background. None of her family was raised in the church. So I come home and I say, uh, well, you know, we're living together at the time. And I say, hey, I just gave my life to Jesus and I'm born again. And she's like, what? You know, like, what are you talking about? And then she goes, I said, God told me to get on this plane and fly to San Diego. And she was like, God is talking to you? Like, this is just, she's just totally blown away. Like, what are you talking about? I'm going to be speaking, you know, a different language to her because she's not understanding anything. So I was like, I, you know, God just changed my life and, and, and all these things. And, and, you know, honestly, she knew me prior to knowing God. So she knew all the things that I was doing and how I was acting and everything. And so two weeks later, I get on this plane. Now, mind you, my boy who's back in San Diego, I'm flying from Washington back down to San Diego. My boy's like, hey, man, so you coming down to San Diego? He's like, yeah. He's like, all right, man, we're going to go do this. I was like, nah, man, we're going to go to church. I'm going to go meet. I'm going to go meet the pastor. And he starts laughing at me, Mike. He starts laughing at me. And I go, uh, he go, I go, why are you laughing, bro? He goes, oh, man, you just don't go to the church, man, and meet the pastor like that, man. That's not how it works. You know what I'm saying? I was like, no, I, like, God told me I'm going to meet this pastor. Granted, you know, the Rock Church, for all you listeners out there, the Rock Church is probably the largest church in San Diego. Very big church, very great reach. Pastor Miles carries a, an amazing message on race reconciliation. I would encourage you to check it out. It's called The Third Option. I have. Um, you, yep. would def- you would definitely be blessed, especially all the division and stuff that's going on in our country right now. I would encourage you to check out The Third Option by Pastor Miles McPherson. You will be blessed. 100%. But going back to the story, I get, I, I, I fly down. He's like, all right, man, well, I guess we're going to church. And so I get down there. We go and hoop because, you know, that's what we do, Mike. We yep. go, we, if I come into town, you we got to go straight to, the, straight to the wreck and get it in you, at least you, one time. Hey, you brought the high you know, tops, I hope. <laughs> you, you, you know it. You know it. So this is on Saturday. So Saturday I get into town. He's like, let's go to the wreck and hoop. So we go to wreck and like all the people that knew me prior uh, to giving my life to God, they're all in the gym. So like all my competitors, all my peers that I played against in high school. And they're like, yo, Greg's back, man. What's up, man? Because, you know, I, I had a really good uh, high school career here in San Diego. Yo, what's up, man? Glad you're here, man. What's going on, man? You know, you're going to do this, going to do that. I'm like, nah, man, I'm going to church tomorrow, man. You need to give your life to Jesus and <laughs> and. and and God's going to change your life. They're kind of looking at me like, who are you? You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like they saw like a change in me. That's and awesome. And so it was, just, it, was, it was just crazy because they're all kind of like, uh, we don't even know you no more. Like, who, who are you? You know, I was like, man, you going to come to church tomorrow? I'm going to church. It's like, nah, man, we ain't going to church, man. I was like, all right, cool, man. I'm going to go there. I'm going to be praying for you, bro. And so they're like, man, okay, cool, whatever. So, you know, go in there. Side note, you know, we won eight games. I just had to throw that in throw there. You know, in. We go into the wreck. You got to make sure your, your record is known in the wreck. So we won eight in a row, get done. The next day, church Sunday comes. My boy picks me up. We go down to the church, and a mutual friend of mine, uh, a mutual friend of ours is holding the seat trust in the church. And so in this church, we go, we sit right in front row. Pastor Miles comes out, and he's actually there preaching. Right, so he's preaching live, and 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 he's give, doing his thing. He gets done. He goes and stands to the side, 
And then, as you know, any pastor at any church, if you go stand aside, there's going to be a sea of people yes. wanting to talk to you. You yep. know what I'm saying? You just know how that is. Yeah. And so there, that's exactly the scenario. There's a sea of people standing in front of him, and he's talking to all these people. And I say this verbatim, Mike. I said, okay, God, you brought me here. You said that this is going to happen. I can't get to him. Make it happen. And I turn my back to the sea of people, and then I turn back around, and nobody's standing there. And he's standing there. <laughs> the Pastor Miles is standing there looking at me with his arms crossed. And I go, okay, God. So I just, like, walk right up to him. And I, I go, hey, how you doing? My name is Greg Hendricks. And I think God is telling me to go into ministry. I didn't even know what that word meant, like telling me to go into ministry. And he starts messing with me. How old are you, young blood? You know, and I was like, oh, man, you know, I'm starting this, starting this. He's like, oh, man, I'm about to be 50. Can you believe that, man? You know, he's like fixing my clothes, and he's like kind of messing with me a little bit. I was like, oh, that's cool. I said, but God told me that I need to come down here, meet you, and you need to pray for me. He's like, I'm going to pray for you. Have you asked Jesus Christ to be your Lord and Savior? I was like, yeah, man, I did. And he's like, okay, well, you say He's like, but I'm going to pray for you anyway. So he puts his hands on me, Mike. <laughs> I put my hands on him, and now we're linked over together. Like my head is down, his head is down, and he's praying for me. And the first thing that shoots through my mind was, man, I wish I had a picture of this because this is something monumental in the kingdom of God. Amen. I know it. Like I, I could feel it to the core of me. But that's, I just thought that. I didn't say anything. So we get done praying. He goes, hey, man, all right, God bless you. Stay in touch, you know, and he takes off. So I go, well, well, that's that. You know, I did what I was supposed to do, and that's that, you know. And so I turn around, and I'm about to leave. Me and my boy, this woman walks right up on us and goes, hey, I'm such and such with the Rock Church. And the L.A. Times is doing a front-page article on the church, and they want to know if they can use this picture. And they flip the oh, camera no. around, and it's me and him bent over <laughs> in that prayer as I thought that. And I was like, dang, God, does it work that quick? I didn't even say anything. <laughs> like, I just thought that, you know? Like, And so from that point forward, man, I get back on the plane. I go back home, and God just starts giving me, like, all this revelation, all this, like, like insight of what he was going to have me do. Now, you know, let me preface this. For all you viewers out there, some people are like, man, I wish God would just show me what he wants me to do. You know what? Be careful what you pray for. Amen. Because here's the deal. As, as I was getting on the plane to fly back, God was showing me all this stuff that he was going to have me do, like go to Africa, go to these countries, you know, speak to athletes, mentor athletes, mentor coaches, mentor world leaders, mentor po uh, political leaders, like all these things. And I, I promise you, I could not sit down. I kept getting up, sitting down, getting up, sitting down, <laughs> walking up and down the aisle of the plane. And the, and the stewardess was like, sir, are you okay? Is something wrong? Is there something? Can we get you? You know, she, she thought I was having like a panic attack. And I'm like, oh, no, I'm good. I just, you know. God is just talking to me. That's what I was about. I was telling her. And she was like, okay. She was like, well, let me know if you need anything. So for all of you out there who be are careful. listening, be careful that you pray that prayer. I just wish God would show because if he shows you, Oof. number one, you're going to be accountable to it. That's the first thing. Number two, you're, you physically can't handle all that God wants to show you in one moment. You would, your body would probably explode or your head would pop off your shoulders. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> So I get, I get home, and I have to tell you, man, you know, my, my mom didn't have a relationship with God. My sister didn't have a relationship with God. I have a very small family. Uh, my wife didn't have a relationship with God. Uh, we had two kids at that time. We actually have two, three children now. Um, her family didn't have any relationship with God. 
And um, when I got offered the opportunity, granted, I started going to Africa and I started uh, doing these nonprofit stuff in Africa, Nigeria, Africa primarily. And I got the opportunity to come back down to San Diego to get this job as a, 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 a sports outreach director. That was my first original assignment. And then it turned into becoming a pastor. Oh. Um, God, God started working on me. And I said yes to coming down to San Diego. And, and granted, my wife's whole family lived in Washington State. Oof. And so I had a lot of tension there because you're basically uprooting all the grandbabies yep. and, you know, daughter. And so there's there's fighting amongst the family. And, you know, there was like, oh, so you're going to be a pastor's wife. So they were attacking my wife and, and, and family was just, you know, there was hurt there because no one had a relationship with God. But I, in my heart, I knew it was like, I'm pursuing God at, and, and nothing's getting in the way of that because if God was able to bring me my wife, give me uh, beautiful children, Amen. then I know if, I, if I'm following him, he has the best plan in store, not only for my life, but for everything that is in tow or in touch with what who I am as a person. 100%. So 100% so pastor I, I'm so sorry I just got to get to a quick break and we we're going to pick it, it up right here he is pastor Greg Hendricks Rock Church in in San Diego uh sdrock.com and again they their mission our mission is to save equip and send has been our heart and soul since day one bringing hope and restoration to San Diego and beyond since 2000 go to that website sdrock.com and when you talked about pastor miles and the third option i i looked yeah. i looked up that book and you know what pastor miles former san diego charger you know what he fits with faith in the zone and i read a lot about the third option and trust me you're going to want to look at that as well this is faith in the zone on 1250 a.m the fan welcome back to faith in the zone an inside look at people in sports and their walk in faith Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Brain Balance of Mequon. Here are hosts Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner, only on 1250 AM, The Fan. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on 1250 AM, The Fan. Man, our guest, and he's good, and, and I'm telling you, that he, if he ever comes up to Milwaukee, wants to hang out with Brian Clayton, man, I'll, man, I'll play horse I'm against coming. him. I'll play horse I'm against coming. man. You know those boys from Southern Cal talk like they can shoot it. They can't shoot it. Come on up to Wisconsin, <laughs> and then you know Brian Clayton. If I run into you, you better tell me the truth because if Hendricks can shoot, Pastor Hendricks can shoot. The way I'm reading, he can shoot. I want no part of him. He is Pastor Greg Hendricks again, Rock Church in, in Southern California in San Diego. So, Pastor, we left off the second segment, and I'm telling yep. you, I got goosebumps and tears in my eyes. Your testimony, very powerful. You are making the yep. move now to the Rock Church in, in Southern Cal, and, and yep. you're taking your wife and kids. So let's let's pick it up there. Yeah, we took my wife and kids, man, and we just made the jump. It was a really, really beautiful move, but it wasn't without a lot of heartache and strife and, you know, kind of resistance. But i tell you this much and we'll definitely switch subjects, is that it's been the best decision, one of the best decisions. And the whole reason why I came to the church, honestly, and got involved and, and took the opportunity, I just wanted to be a, a great husband to my wife and a great uh, uh, dad to my kids. Because, again, I don't know my dad to this day, but I have no offense there because I know my Heavenly Father. And so hopefully that's a word for some of you listeners out there 
that if you're dealing with hurt, you're dealing with offense, you're dealing with pain, whatever's going on in your life, that when you come to have a relationship with God and that Jesus is the Lord and Savior of your life, you will start to have redemption, um, restoration, and acceleration for what God has for your life. Man, amen to that. Pastor Greg Hendricks, again, uh, you can follow him um, on Twitter at G-H-E-N Hoops. And uh, you can do that or you go to the website. This church website's phenomenal. It's uh, SD for San Diego, SDRock.com. Hey, Pastor, um, we're, this is going to be a shorter segment. Can we talk a little bit about this this clothing line that, that I came about? And look, we talked and I said, can I bring it up? You go, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm you know, I'm part of this. And I just thought it was a really, really some nice clothes and some great messages. KingdomCollectiveLife.com. When did that mm-hmm. start, and, and, and who's involved, and how's that business going? Yeah, me and another pastor, this was something that God had put in my heart, and another pastor had a background in um, clothing, and I said, you know, hey, would you mind, you know, collaborating on this? You know, you do a 50-50, so myself, I'm half-owner, and another pastor is half-owner. And it's really, it's just all scripture, and everything on the garments um, are intentional, um, we have a couple uh, pieces out right now. We have the Seek Ye First, um, the Kingdom of God, which is Matthew 6, 33. Seek Ye First, the Kingdom of God, all His righteousness, and everything else will be added unto you. Um, and then we have uh, our It Is Written shirt. Um, it is written, man shall not live on bread alone, but every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God, which is in the book of Luke. Um, and so you can go on there and check it out, man. All of our garments are intentional. Um, you see, like on the sweater, uh, our mission statement. Uh, which is our mission is to inspire hope, unity, and purpose while encouraging people to discover their kingdom destiny. Amen. Um, that's our mission statement. And they sit on the right hand or on the right uh, bottom right of the T-shirt because Jesus sat at the right hand of the Father or sits at the right hand of the Father, I should say. And so everything on our, our T-shirts is Scripture. They're intentional on where it's placed at. And so, you know, I really appreciate you asking about it. You know, I didn't know you were going to ask about it, but it's just a, a surprise, delightful thing. And, yeah, it's fresh. Uh, you know, it's, it's nice. It's warm, so it keeps you warm in the wintertime. I know all the people out there in the mill town, it gets a little cold, so it's good. So we have hats there. There's T-shirts. There's sweaters, man. But this carries a great message. I like to wear stuff that's fresh, that has a, an incredible message, but it's also an invitation uh, for people to ask, like, yo, where did you get that sweater? Or, or what does that mean right there? And it gives you a chance to share your faith as well. So I was on that website uh, for a little bit, and, and I'm telling you that even for, boy, my age and size, I'd look, I'd look good in this stuff. So I, I would highly encourage you just look at it. Look at it because it's really sharp-looking gear, and you're going to love the messages. You know, seek ye first, and, 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 and seek ye first, excuse me, and— uh, it just, I, I'm telling you, when you go through it, you're going to see a number of things that you go, man, I would look good in that. My wife would look good in that one, all yeah. of that. So, and, and understand that this is, you know, two pastors from a really good church that's doing great work in San Diego. Um, I, this is something they're kind of doing on the side, and, and I love the way it looks. The, the website looks good. It's easy to order. You know what? Take a look at that, and uh, if you get if you get a chance, feeling led, just go ahead and order a couple of shirts, and, and you will not be disappointed. We're going to get to a break. Other side of the break, we're, I've got a couple of questions about basketball for Pastor Greg on. Hendricks. Man, and we'll see. I, I'm going to ask him some interesting stuff here on the other side. We'll see if he's ready for that. He is Pastor Greg Hendricks. Again, 
from Rock Church San Diego, sdrock.com. And I love their mission, man, bringing hope and restoration to San Diego and beyond since 2000. Our mission is to save, equip, and send has been our heart and soul since day one of Rock Church. Man, that tells you everything you need to know. This is a church doing really good work in uh, in Southern California. And we'll see if we can get Pastor Hendricks up to, up to Wisconsin maybe in February. I'll play him outside at that point. This is Faith in the Zone on 1250, 1250 AM, The Fan. Back to Faith in the Zone, a journey on how people in sports walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by... Hello, Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Here are hosts Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner, only on 1250 AM, The Fan. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on 1250 AM, The Fan. What a fun show this has been for me. Here's Pastor Greg Hendricks, Rock Church in Southern Cal. Go to sdrock.com. Don't forget, do yourself a favor, kingdomcollectivelife.com. Let me go slower, kingdomcollectivelife.com. Got a really cool clothing line that if you listen to this show, you're going to love this clothes, and you're going to love the sayings, and it's really good uh, good gear that would fit well here in Milwaukee. Pastor, our last segment, we like to have a little bit of fun you have played for a number of teams. If we had uniforms, the uniforms for all the teams you've played throughout your career, you'd have maybe 12, something like that, 13, right? High yeah, school, college, pro? quite a few, quite, quite a few, quite so a few. If, if I gave you one Friday night at home, one, you know, whatever night you pick, you get to put the uniform on one more time, and you get to play against whoever it is that you were playing against at that time, who, what uniform would you pick out of the closet and say, okay, I want to play one more time for these guys? Man, I would probably pick uh, – when I played in Brazil, uh, I played on a team uh, called uh, Hill Pardo. I would probably put that uniform back on and play because uh, I played against uh, a lot of guys that played in the, that, that currently played at the, in the NBA. A lot of them are retired now, but like Nene, Barbosa, Anderson <laughs> Verjao, they were young. They were young fucks then. Uh, but it was a really good league, and I got a chance to play against Oscar Schmidt. Oscar, for some of you listeners out there, Oscar Schmidt is probably the best basketball player to ever come out of South America. Um, he was he was Larry Bur- Larry Bird before Larry Bird was. Larry Legend, you know, wow. so this guy was like one of the all-time great. I think he's actually in the Hall of Fame for basketball, um, Oscar Schmidt is, so I got a chance to actually play against him, so I would want to suit up and play in that game again because it was a it was an incredible opportunity. That or one more college game when we played Murray State at the at the at the crib and more and Moorhead, and I had a game winning shot. I would like to play that game over. Yeah, that would that would be awesome. I love the Brazil story and some of the players you played against. Hey, during the break, we found out that that Mike Wilkes is a, is a good friend of yours. He's a faith in the zone guy. He's a, he's been on our show. And when you talk Mike Wilkes and you talk about high school basketball or playground basketball here in the city, his name comes up. And this guy, I I love to say this is Milwaukee zone. Because he makes us proud anywhere he goes. That's right, man. He's a very good friend of mine, like my brother. We we talk often. Every time he comes into the West Coast, I make it I make it an effort to go up and see him. I took my son 
uh, before COVID happened. We went and watched him play against the Lakers in L.A., um, spend time. We pray a lot together. We read the word together. Uh, we talk about life. Uh, he's just been a really, really close friend, like one of my brothers. And he was actually the man who planted the seed of faith in my heart Amen. all the way back when he played for uh, the Seattle Supersonics. Man, you know, um, if he didn't know that, I'm hoping that he's going to hear this. He's got to be so proud, you know, of the man that you become and a pastor at a, at a church in Southern Cali. It's doing really good work, and it's a big church, rock church. I would go on that website and take a look at it. Pastor, before we get out, um, the the toughest loss or the best thing, let's go with the best, man. This has been too All good right. of a show to ask you. So when you think right. back of your basketball career, best moment, best win, something like that, when you think back and go, man, that, that it doesn't get any better than that. Oh, man, there's, there's so many highlights from seeing Kobe before he went into rocket star status, you know, God bless him as he as he passed away. But one of the things that probably jumps out when you say that, man, is I got a chance to play with Magic Johnson oh. in uh, like five pickup games, and I'll never forget this, man. We and we went five and zero. He actually came in the gym really late that day, and uh, he asked who had next. I happened to just come off the court, and I was like, I got next. He just brought up the whole gym got re-energized because we had been playing pickup for like two and a half hours, and. You got pros in there. You got some of the Seattle Supersonic players in there. You had Jamal Crawford was oh. in that gym at the time. Uh, there was uh, Will Conroy, Brand, a lot of the UW players was at the University of Washington. And so we played five pickup games. I played five pickup games with Magic Johnson. He was on my team. And I caught one of them no-look passes that oh, he man. would throw worthy yeah. of Michael Cooper or somebody. I caught one of those, laid it up. And then when we got done, shooting free throws he walks down there i'm on there by myself shooting free throws he walks over and he says hey man he goes where'd you play ball at and i just got done playing in brazil i said i played in brazil that's last year he goes oh okay cool he goes man you got a nice jumper man he goes you got a really good game keep working on your game you got a shot oh. you really want to do it and then he walked away and i was like wow that's magic giant like that's one of the highest compliments you get as a basketball player so that is one of the moments that definitely sticks out in my life. I think that, man, that would stick out in mine, too. You know what, <laughs> man, that's 5-0 and oh with Magic and catching. I can see the pass. I'm not kidding, Pastor. I can I'm see him you. coming down, that look away. He's looking to his right, boom, to his left. Man, he was fun to watch. I was, uh, I liked Larry Bird, man. I liked, you know, you had a pick. I was an Irish guy watching the Celtics. And then, you know what? The Celtics got a little too dirty for me, Pastor. I got to be honest with you. They got, you know, ML card talking all of them, whatever. I got a little tired of that. Hey, I can't thank you uh, enough. He is Pastor Greg Hendricks, and I'm going to ask him to, to, to please come back again because I've got about 30 more questions, and we'll have him back on um, in a few months. I'm going to ask him also if there are some other guys around the country that might fit for Faith in the Zone. The toughest part about Faith in the Zone is not bringing the spot, not getting sponsors involved. Everybody, we got enough sponsors want to get involved, but having guys that are willing to get up on the mountaintop with us and give their testimony and talk like Pastor Greg did about, look, if you're struggling, here's here's what I did. You know what? In our church, man, we save, we equip, and we send. And that's the heart mm -hmm. and soul of this church. So I would uh, ask him if there's anybody, and we'll do that off the air, but, man, he's been a great guest. Pastor Greg Hendricks, thank you so much, sir.
Yes, thanks for having me, Mike. God bless you, man. Love you, appreciate you, and all you listeners out there continually follow. God got a plan for your life. God bless y'all. Amen to that. This is Faith in the Zone on 1250 AM, The Fan. You've been listening to Faith in the Zone with hosts Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner. You can hear Faith in the Zone every Sunday at 8 a.m. and 8 p.m. To find past shows, exclusive podcasts, or to contribute with an inside tip on a guest, simply go to faithinthezone.com. Faith in the Zone is an inside look at people in sports and their walk in faith. Join us again next Sunday for Faith in the Zone, right here on 1250 AM, The Fan. Was it really amazing grace? Now I know for certain. Lord, it was you that rescued me. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.